You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. In case of pizza, break glass. <laughs> Brian Altano is here. <laughs> and Charles Onyet is here. Oh, hi. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> both listeners and my fellow editors here. Uh-huh. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I uh, hope everybody had uh, a, a great break. One and all. The first scoop of 2012. This is it. This is it right here. Let's do this. Get your first dose. <laughs> Let's get right to it. Uh, there's been some uh, announcements this week. No, I don't believe it. It's true. Even though uh, there aren't really a lot of games coming out right now. Nope. Uh-huh. But there's some, there's some rumblings going on out uh, there. King Arthur 2 happening. is coming out on Steam next week. Well, Amy comes out next week. <laughs> what does Amy? Yeah, a downloadable game. Yeah, PSN, XBLA, yep. and Shoplifter HD comes out. Shoplifter next week too. All right, big fan of the original Shoplifter myself, uh, but I've not played Shoplifter, Shoplifter HD. I have not heard great things about it. Have oh. you played King Arthur One? No, <laughs> no one, no one played that game. Neocore is disappointed. <laughs> Damn it! Um, you know, the, the, another uh, PC game that I never played was XCOM. Okay. Back yeah. in the day. So that that is the big news that we've had yeah. so far. And this that's why this news is exciting to me, because even though I never played XCOM, I know I would love that game. Uh, but I, I wasn't ever much... I've never been much of a PC gamer, so I missed it when it came out. But now they're sort of remaking it, reimagining it, or making a new game in the, in the same style. Yeah, so we, we don't know a lot yet about this project. We do know that uh, Firaxis is developing it, which is probably the best news that we could have. So because, Civilization? Yes, Firaxis makes Civ games. They, I, I mean, nobody is more qualified to make a, a turn-based strategy game than Firaxis. Mm-hmm. And, and the, this particular version of XCOM 
uh, is is going to be a turn-based strategy game with some real-time elements, and it's supposed to be yeah, like a, a reimagining of of the formula back in the the gameplay formula established back in like the mid 1990s. Can you tell us so, a little bit more about about what the original XCOM is like? So it's it, you go into combat and it's it's tactical turn-based combat. It was brutally difficult, uh, and then you would sort of come back to a, a world screen where you would need to fend off UFOs that were coming in, and it was really open-ended. It, it, was, it gave you an opportunity to really go in and, and play the game however you wanted to. Incredible. There's so much customization in the game. There were so many different ways to play. And it um, had like really cool like pixel art almost right like sort of like squat super deformed characters <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> I, I there, there, there was some style to to the graphics and I, and I hope one of the things Fraxis does with uh, this new version is really work on the interface because if you go back and, and play XCOM uh, it you you have to click like a different button to do almost everything and it just it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of how the interface it sounds really together. fun <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a, I mean it's a complicated Maybe not a, game this might not be an Altano game no <laughs> It, it is not a straightforward game. It's a complicated game. If you were to go back and play the original now, because you heard this announcement, and, and you can play it on Steam, uh, you definitely need to spend some time with the instruction manual, probably watching some online tutorials and stuff like what that. Is the, what does the semicolon key do? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> Charles, it, it might do something. Shoots lasers. I don't understand, Charles, why everybody's so up in arms about this news this week. We saw this game like two years ago. They brought it in no, and showed Greg. us the demo room. <laughs> no, that is the other XCOM Another game. Another XCOM? Well, that, that was two years ago. That game has to have come out by now, right? I'm sure it did really well. <laughs> it, it has not come did out Did it yet. come out, you say? <laughs> That's so, really strange. I was looking forward to that game. That game looked like trash. That's no. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look great. Everybody was all come like, on. coming out of there with the raging boners. And I was it like, no, cool. thank you, sir. The black slime really? stuff. You have to shoot the black slime. Hillary Goldstein came out of boner. People came out of our demo room with raging boners. <laughs> Everybody loved that XCOM game. I was like, it looks, it looks all right. So, so just to, to clarify, in case anyone has no idea what we're talking about, the 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 Firaxis XCOM game that was just announced. That is the turn-based strategy game. Uh-huh. The other game is in development at 2K Marin, also called XCOM. Uh, and that is a first-person shooter, which has... Is it first-person, really? I, I got it. It's been so long since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a first-person shooter. It pretty much has nothing to do with XCOM before, except it does have the name. And, so and, they're, and they're you're fighting actually, aliens, and it's an alien you, you invasion. Are, it, it is an alien invasion scenario, so same same theme, but totally different. Um, but they have the same name. But they have the same name, although the, the Firaxis game is also called Enemy Unknown. This is like in the 80s when we had two Ghostbusters yep, cartoons. Yep, 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 yep. Totally. <laughs> so we need, we need, we need really XCOM confusing. and the real XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just so strange this crazy. That, that this is such a, a cult uh, favorite. In, and now there's two. And now there are two XCOM games in development, and it's actually really confusing. <laughs> Do you think the first-person shooter that everybody's forgotten about will actually come out? Uh, I assume it has to. Oh, I mean, it has a release date. What is it? Like May 6th or something? It's just supposed to be the spring. So the game that we haven't seen in two years is going to hit this spring? Doubtful. I, I, I will bet a pizza on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Pizza. Oh, wow. I, Pizza's a big gamble for you. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Damon. God forbid we do something fun together. I hate 2012. <laughs> Greg actually has a pizza button on his keyboard. I know. I, I have not that's the semicolon does on his keyboard. <laughs> Okay. I've not seen the, the 2K Marin XCOM in, in quite some time, so yeah. I doubt it's coming out in May. Well, last year, at e- earlier last year around E3, they announced a release date. Maybe it's changed, and they haven't told us yet, but yeah. as of right now, it has a release date. Um, Charles, do you think people are going to buy this game by accident now? For, for accident? <laughs> wait, which one? The, the fake one, not the real Ghostbusters. The 2K Marin, yes. <laughs> the 2K Marin one. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, how they, we'll see how they market it. I mean, I don't think now that there is a, a legit 
you know, real deal XCOM game coming out from Firaxis, that is what the the crowd that remembers XCOM is going to go for, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I should point out the the Firaxis XCOM is supposed to come out this fall, so it's coming out in 2012, and mm-hmm. it's a multi-platform game, so it's also coming to consoles. It's not a PC-specific type thing, so we'll see how the gameplay system uh, adapts to the multiple uh, platforms. That's why I think a lot of work is going to be done specifically on the interface, just to make everything a lot easier to use. That's why I wonder, if it is very similar to the original XCOM, I wonder if it's going to be a downloadable game. Because like, if, if, when you hear that they're remaking yeah. an old game, mm-hmm. right, like you think downloadable, right? Makes sense to me. That's what I would think. And I bet it beats the other X, the first person shooter to the market. That's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. So again, you, you don't think uh, XCOM that's two will come out this year? No. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think first person shooter XCOM will come out this year. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's a very interesting time for the franchise to be sure. And this this will be the make or break. If if people pass on both games and they both do nothing, then <laughs> nothing. I think is every ever... every company should make an XCOM this year. <laughs> Yeah, if if just have a hundred of them. If it gets no sales, XCOM is dead. Colon Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> oh boy, this well, I don't even think we've said the, the the full title of this game. But this reimagined XCOM is called XCOM Enemy Unknown. Yeah, look for it on PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 this fall. Hopefully, we get to see it soon. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're just speculating at this point. I'm, we haven't I'm, actually seen it yet. I'm excited about both this and the first person shooter. <laughs> Greg, you're free, you're free to be excited about that game. <laughs> it's aging well, I hear. It's like a fine wine <laughs> down in the cellar. <laughs> uh, moving on. You know, I really like it whenever, anytime we can get like boobs into a, a headline or a mm-hmm. subject line, strap line or anywhere. But we got, we got a really good. So on, on IGN.com, our, we have cover stories, and then we have little thumbnail images for each cover story. Uh-huh. And my, we got a really good one up this week. We got an excuse to put bio boobs up into the uh, <laughs> thumbnail. I was very touched that you called that out because I wrote it, and I was that like, was, oh, it's going to be a good one. And then you were so happy with it. Yeah, it really made my day. Uh, but this was a, a story where uh, about Bioshock Infinite and Ken Levine lamenting the fact that there's apparently. Apparently, been a lot of talk about Elizabeth, one of the main characters in Bioshock Infinite. People on the internet are talking more about her boobs than about the story. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, now, I have never, and I wouldn't ever, talk about this character's boobs on the internet. However, I do have to point out that the first time I saw that trailer, I definitely noticed her boobs. Yeah, like, that's that's what's so weird about this is like. You made the character. You put her in the clothes. You didn't. Th- in the, not to make. I, it's also somewhat offensive that she's got a waist the size, like the circumference of a dime. Like, you know what I mean? like <laughs> there's no humanly possible way that she could have that waist and that chest and that be a functioning human being. But he's hung up on the fact that yeah, her boobs are hanging out of this dress. Not hanging. I mean, if you, it, she's, she's wearing, wearing a, corset, a, tight, a tight corset and it's a low corset. They're not, hang, they're not hanging out. They're escaping. Yeah, that's right. They're yeah. trying to get out. They're desperately I mean, trying to get out. She's showing a lot of cleavage, which uh-huh. is like very common with busty girls that are wearing yeah. a corset. And then, yeah. Yeah, basically, if, if she was riding in a car and they hit a speed bump, yeah. something might happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We have a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, a wardrobe but- awesome function. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken is upset about that. Ken says it's disappointing uh, when Elizabeth's appearance becomes a focus for conversation because she was never that was never my intent, and it's sort of a disincentive. I'd much rather talk about what she's going through as a person, but whatever. They have the right to shout out whatever they want. See, I got, I got plenty of art, plenty of problems here. Like, first off, <laughs> yeah, okay, you designed the character, so you, you, this was going to happen. You knew this was a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. And then, but the more the more interesting thing, or even more maddening is he wants everybody talking about the story. We don't know that much about the story because the That's game true. is an 
out. There's no demo. It's not like the people have anything else to go off of. They yeah. have, they go off of that they went to PAX and they posed with the girl dressed like her. Like, it, uh, it's I And she's a beautiful woman. You can actually find several articles about the story and about Elizabeth <laughs> Where on, on, IG, on IGN.com. Oh, okay, okay, great. Yeah. IGN. You can also find her boobs. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying there's nothing, but I'm, I, how many times am I, can you talk about the same part of it? Greg, she, Greg, a pigeon, is, apparently, keeps her in a tower and dresses her very nice. This is why yeah. I came up with the perfect solution. Okay, and that's that on, we just they, that they write the story on her boobs. Oh, like and then that. we can look at both. Okay. And look. That would work. That would work. I don't think Charles approves. No. <laughs> Uh, Ken does go on to say some interesting things about uh, game development. He talks about how AI characters get very, very small very, very quickly, so you need to be able to recognize her silhouette, the shape of her body. Mm, okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess, for why the waist is so unhealthy. Um, yeah. He says, I know this from comic books. If you look at, certainly, the iconic superhero outfits, they're all very simple color schemes, and that was because of the printing technology they had at the time, but it also allowed those characters to have an iconic look. Going on, he says, so you have to make judgments about exaggerating certain things if you want them to scan at a distance, which Elizabeth needs quite often because we don't do a lot of cutscenes. We can't always put the camera right up to her like we did at the scene at the end of the E3 demo where she takes your hand and puts it around her neck. That's a good point. That's something that maybe a lot of game players don't think about while they're playing a the game. You know, uh, if, if an AI character is like, if you run away from them you know, and now they're off in a distance in the group, you need to be able to identify them quickly. By their boobs. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, and I tits, tits, where are they? Oh, they don't shoot her. But I, I think that is an important point about Biostock uh, specifically is that they don't really cut away and do like cutscenes where people are talking mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not the, the bio, Bioware uh, style experience. Right. It's, it's very much everything happens right in front of you to you. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what made Bioshock It's so usually cool. like a guy yelling at you on a radio. A lot of radio Would yelling. Would you yeah. kindly show your breasts? <laughs> oh, <that was> spoilers. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, in this one, um, because because Booker, the main character, is does talk, actually has a personality. He's not just, you know, a random empty dude running around getting getting yelled at. Uh, you know, that should at least make that part a little more interesting, I think. Very, very excited for that game. Oh, yeah. S- still God, very excited for, for that game. game. And, yeah, it, uh, we haven't actually played it yet. Mm. I think that one will make it out this year. Yeah, that'll make it this year. I, I think so, because when they announced that way back, they are like, it's a 2012 game, and everyone's like, oh, that's so far yeah, away. I, so I, I don't think they can really push it anymore, but mm. uh, we'll see. And also, aren't the uh, Bioshock games supposed to be coming out for Vita? Yes, they're working on a Bioshock Vita game, but I, I doubt, I mean, I doubt we'll see it anytime soon. I don't, <laughs> that's I don't, not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe, maybe there'll be, it'll be like, a presentation at E3, but I mean, like you figure at E3 this year, he was just like, "Oh yeah, we've also been toying around this device." Oh, and he, pulled out, he pulled out a Vita, and there's no game on it. He's like, oh, yeah. and then everybody's confused, or like, is it Bioshock Infinite or another? And he's like, "No, no, it's a new game, new game, new, new, new thing." Yeah, because it's not just a remake of the original Bioshock. Yeah. It's it's something a little different. Something, yeah. But yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's a whole new experience mm-hmm. that will never come out. Similar to when he's like, and he pull, he's like, oh, no, "Oh, we've been toying with the PlayStation Move. How are you gonna implement that?" Oh, we're not doing it yet. We're just fooling around with it at the office. Yeah, we're just hanging out, messing around. It. It's like when they announced the Smash Brothers game that doesn't exist. Yeah. They're like, here's a logo. <laughs> I can't wait for that game that hasn't yet started in development yet. We're yeah. thinking about starting development on a Smash Brothers for the 3DS. Like, wouldn't it be cool if... And everyone just goes, ah, oh, years. Moving on, a patent uh, Microsoft recently had improved suggests that the next Xbox will have built-in DVR, ability to record video, uh, and other content including music, DVDs, or even online gameplay. Interesting. I think that sounds pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. If you're able to, especially if there's, uh, you know, like, like publish a YouTube functionality, so you can just record gameplay clips, send them to YouTube right there for the console. Nice. 
That'd be pretty cool, right? Especially if you could just browse all that stuff on your console as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or record, you know, record uh, TV content as well. Make sex tapes. Yeah. Connect. Sex tape. Yeah. It's disgusting. I don't want to see your sex tape on YouTube. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess there's not really much to say about that one. I, Sounds cool and yeah, we like it. Yeah, 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 we'll I mean, see. We'll, I, yeah, we'll cross it, that bridge it when we get to it. would help everybody who, you know, so many people out there being able to make their own clips and not have to put up shoddy, you know, off-screen stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when DVR, I mean, they've been doing so much with putting, you know, television content on now with HBO Go and ESPN and stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see if there's, are they thinking this could be some kind of cable box? Is that possible? Like, could you plug in and DVR stuff that way? I don't mm-hmm. know. Am I the only person that thinks that there are too many things that have, like, an upload to YouTube button? Hmm. Uh, I feel like we well, just... like what? I don't know. There's just a lot. Lots of dumb games do it. Lots of dumb games, and we're just, like, sending so much... It's like a planet that we send all our trash to. <laughs> It's just uh, we just send but so people, much garbage. People there are really day. interested in that trash. Though. I know. It, I don't understand it though. There's just it, if I worked at YouTube, I would just be like, stop sending us all this trash. <laughs> like I think we've got enough videos now. <laughs> Dear Internet, could you please calm down for a second? We don't need any more Echo Crow videos. <laughs> exactly. That's enough. Or Pixel Junkie Eden clips. Thank you. Quite enough. <laughs> we've reached capacity on Planet Trash. Well, I mean, and, and there was a story though. I mean, where we'll probably find out about what's actually happening with this stuff at. Uh, at E3 this year. Yeah, there's a rumor. Yeah, a rumor is saying that both the next Xbox and the PlayStation 4 will be unveiled at E3 this year. I think they have to be. I think, I mean, that that seems like a no-brainer. So then, but then they don't come out this year, do they? I, I would assume they don't come out until yeah. 2013. Yeah. Um, but we, we need to get specifics at this point, because otherwise I think no everyone's going to stop buying, <laughs> well, I mean, not everyone's going to stop buying consoles, but they're going to lose a lot of momentum if there's there's no news well, everyone's about gonna what's happening have it, next. Right? I mean, everyone's going to have the consoles. Everyone everyone that would have bought the consoles, I think, has pretty much bought them at this point. Because now, yeah, and now... You, You'll get you'll still get people buying like the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 when they when they go down to like 150 bucks, mm-hmm. you know. That's a sweet spot. That's when everyone buys them. Yeah, I know. Like PS2, yeah, sold. PS2. Yeah, when it dropped to 99 bucks, right. and it's just like yeah, yeah. They, they get a huge spike in sales. And you go into Toys R Us and there's like those eight games for ten dollars. You know, it's like <clears throat> Episode One Pod Racer and all this other street trash. The greatest racing game ever made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do we need new consoles? I really don't want a new console. Need no. I mean, I was saying a couple months ago that we did, and then I went and I played something like Uncharted Three, and I was just like, does it really need to be much bigger and better than this? Like we just had this right now. And I know Charles, you play PC games, so you you it's like talking to a man in the I, future. I don't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't see Sony. It doesn't seem like the PS3 or the 360 are like hurting, dead. right? Yeah, yeah, they're not like no, not at all. I mean, at this point, I'm just like, can you fix load times? Can load times yeah. go faster? Yeah, that sure. would be fine. But other than that, I'm not like looking at things. Like, man, the graphics are terrible. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but you know, when you see graphics demos from like uh, Epic and and the next Unreal Engine stuff. That stuff is really impressive, and I look forward to playing games that look like that. Do you think these guys are going to say, though, hey, we have this new thing, but you're not going to see it until next Christmas? Or next E3? That could be. That could be. Yeah. Because I think wasn't... The 360 was kind of... I think it was unveiled and released in the same year, right? I don't recall. No? Well, I think, you know, we... Yeah. Something like that. It was like in the spring, and then... I mean, I, that I, November. I would assume the cycle would go. This E3, uh, Sony and Microsoft are going to get up there, show some sizzle reel from footage that yeah. is never going to actually be a reality, and <laughs> and talk briefly about the hardware, and it'll just be a tease, and they'll say some projects that are in development, something yeah. like that. So yeah, you yeah. get a, a small title list, probably some exclusives and things like that, probably some big announcements about games that 
we won't see until, you know, 2013 or maybe 2014. Or like um, you said, ever. Or ever. <laughs> or just be like, hey, like this is something that, that could do, happen. Do you remember that Madden demo? It was like a video of like actual dudes playing football. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of guys playing football behind some house. And, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, not, all the Maddens came out and they didn't look anything like it. It was the most realistic looking football game ever made and it just never happened. We just did not see it this gen. And we won't see it next gen. So, so they could just show that video again. So yeah, we'll probably see some BS. The future of power is tomorrow, and then yeah, yeah. that's it. And then, and then next year's E3, I assume, would be the big showcase you where it's like, okay, here's, yeah, yeah. here's everything. This stuff is actually playable. And then at some point after that, maybe you know holiday season 2013, that's when the hardware might come out, or maybe it won't be till till 2014. But mm. I think they need to at least start teasing uh, what's happening next at this point, even if it's still a couple of years out. And Nintendo needs to come out and be like, hey, remember all that crap from last year? Just forget about it. Good news, everybody. Batman ever- Arkham City is still coming <laughs> to the Wii U. Darksiders 2 is supposed to come to Wii U. Yeah. A lot of things are supposed to come to Wii U. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. When is Darksiders 2 coming out? Uh, later this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if a specific date was actually put on that. Right. I know we're going to see it soon. This month. talked about a game Altano games XCOM maybe not an Altano game but maybe uh, I wonder if Epic Mickey was an Altano game sort of it was yeah. okay yeah I was I had some problems with it mm. I didn't like when uh, what was his name who made the game Warren Spector yeah when he came out and he was just like the camera's not broken you guys are just bad at games and he said it to everybody <laughs> everybody can't be bad at games at the same time <laughs> sometimes the camera's broken Warren Spector well, yeah. Well, also you have the the, the Wii controls, which yeah, makes which camera help. stuff difficult. But uh, now we're hearing about Epic Mickey Two, and then it's coming to Xbox 360 and PlayStation Three. So, got your second analog stick there, which I'm excited for. Also, because uh, there was like nothing cooler than the concept art for the first mm-hmm. Epic Mickey, yeah, yeah. and then when we actually saw the game, it, they were worlds apart. And I hate when that happens, but. Mm. With something like the Xbox 360, we have a better chance of those things being more cohesive. So if that I, happens, that's cool. I was so surprised Epic Mickey never got ported over. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, me too. They, yeah, they dodge that question all the time at E3 when you talk to them about it. Like, oh, well, we only have plans for the Wii. And, but you totally expected an Epic Mickey HD version to come out, especially yeah. with PlayStation Move or yeah. Connect. Like what they did with, with GoldenEye. <laughs> Yeah. Last, yeah, last yeah. fall. I mean, I think like the like the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 generation was so it was a lot more rare when things got ported. Like six months later, it was a huge deal. But now mm. it happens constantly. All the time, yeah. I mean, we're, they were just like, hey, put that old House of the Dead Wii game on the PS3, see so yeah. who plays. No it. more Some, heroes, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, no more heroes. We don't even think about it. They just everything goes everywhere. Yeah. Mm. So I'm surprised that one just died because it didn't really sell that well, did it? I remember. I, do, I don't have this, I mean, yeah, that data. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. They didn't do Gangbusters. Yeah, like Gangbusters. Gangbusters. Well, apparently it sold well enough to have a sequel. Yeah, good enough. They can make it uh, multi-platform. Uh, the sequel's supposed to come out this year, apparently. And uh, there's an all-new co-op mode, oh, cooperative finally. mode. In that mode, one player controls Mickey, who will once more wield his enchanted paintbrush, while the other player controls Oswald the Lucky <laughs> Rabbit, who can fly a helicopter and use electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Use electricity. <laughs> I think flying a helicopter is a more impressive feat for a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's lucky, so mm. it'll all work out. And uh, finally, running up our news this week, we're finally going to get that uh, long-awaited Gotham City Imposters next week, aren't we, Greg? It, no, David. No? It all fell apart. The game that doesn't make any sense <laughs> of why you'd be honoring Batman by using a gun is not coming out next week. It has been delayed till February. 
Uh, the beta had already been going. I'm assuming that'll get extended. You could get more of that action in there. So what is what is the concept for this game? It's people who are mimicking superheroes and supervillains? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the concept is somewhat taken from comics, but I don't buy it. That's, that's what they keep trying to sell me on, and I'm like, no. But it's a first-person shooter, uh, and what it is is that, yeah, there's a team Batman and there's team Joker. And their their characters dressed up in shoddy Batman outfits and shoddy Joker, Joker outfits that then run around and kill each other in first person team deathmatch stuff like that. There's objectives. It, it, it's a, it, but what, what's, what strikes me is that these guys were making a game, a first person shooter, downloadable, team based. Uh, you know, run around and do stuff, and they were pitching it to people. And Warner Brothers like, could you put Batman in this? And they're oh, like, no. Like I guess sure. And it's fun. I've played it at preview events. Like, it, but it strikes me as a download that's going to come out and it's going to be like it's out, and then no one it'll just disappear. No one's going to ever be. It's not like there's going to be. A, I don't think there'll be a giant community that follows that game and gets behind it. But it's fun. It is fun. It's colorful. It's goofy. It's just it's weird on the on the heels of something like Arkham City, right? Exactly. Because right. cool. they announced that. Yeah, remember they announced that at E three when we were playing Arkham City. You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what what is this? It's it's like two, having two X comps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now it's uh, pushed back to February. No specific release date. No, sadly, just sometime in but February. Look for that one. I'll be reviewing it. Yay! Gamescoop listener Andrew Robleski has a uh, code for Halo Reach to share with uh, listeners. Said he just he bought up uh, had a, he picked up a new Xbox 360 Slim and it came with this code, but he already has Halo Reach. So here we go, Halo Reach on Xbox 360. Code is VMRMYM6JNINEBM2GYT7QKJ3XF6Q9. They got your niner in there. <laughs> Uh, whoever ends up with a copy of Halo Reach, make sure you send good vibes to Andrew Robleski. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like... I'm sorry? Say it again. Gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you. God, I'm... Don't... Tweet me asking what the GameScoop email address is. It makes me very angry. You listen to this show. How do you miss this? I know. We say the email in, in every show. You can always reach us. GameScoop at IGN.com. This is Andrew Harden. He says, uh, I'm a recent GameScoop convert, thanks to my good friend and IGN superfan Steve Carley. I've loved every glorious minute since then. <laughs> On to my question. How many listener emails would you say you get per episode of GameScoop and Knockin' Boots? Uh, a few hundred. Andrew, probably t- between two and three hundred a week. Yeah, emails I get. Wow, keep them coming, guys. Yep. Uh, so obviously we, we can't read all of them. But what, uh, what percentage of those are just total nonsense? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> someone uses the beyond email address, and, and they they I shouldn't even say this because I'll get more of it. But whatever, they signed. I, I keep getting spam messages for Seb to the beyond email address. So somebody's using the beyond email address. Is what like, is Seb? Seb. Uh, it's a first name. What's up, Seb? Oh, okay. <laughs> somebody's like somebody named Seb out there is just passing this email around. Jerk. Uh, Quinn Sully Sullivan wants to know about Greg and the Old Republic. So I was just wondering how Greg feels about Star Wars The Old Republic. Last episode, he said he was going to give it a try on one of IGN's supermassive gaming computers. <laughs> it's, it's a computer that takes up the entire room. It's, yeah, like the, it it's like one of the first computers ever made. It takes punch cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a giant world map behind it. I, I dig it. I enjoy it. The problem is that Damon hit the nail on the head is that the problem is that it's at work. So, like, mm-hmm. on break, I came in on one day and played for a long time, and then I came in another day and played while I built something. I'm, I'm level 7 right now. It's Taylor Sith. Taylor Swift. She's a Sith. Sorry. Oh, you should have named her Taylor Sith. Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to break the illusion. I want to make sure I know that I'm Taylor Swift. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm level 7. I really enjoy it. It's fun. And But the problem is, yeah, they're like, you know, 
And now, now the day, work day ends, and it's like I gotta go home and walk Portillo. I don't, I can't sit here and play this nonstop. So, mm-hmm. I, what I've been doing is just it, I want, I wake up and I'm like I could go for playing that or whatever. I used to play DC Universe online and jump back into that. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. I like it a lot. I can see why everybody's addicted. Everybody loves it. Charles, yeah. the review goes up today. Yeah, uh, the review will be the final review uh, will be live uh, today on Friday. Um, and yeah, this is not another update to the. If if you've been checking IGN, this is not a, another update to the review in progress that has been kind of piecemeal updates as Nick Colin, who's reviewing the game, uh, has been has been going through it. This is the full review with a number score, so everyone can get all angry or happy or or whatever people do when mm-hmm. they see number scores. A little of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, don't know. I, was, I, I was all giggly when I was playing over break because I was at my desk and I was using the keyboard and mouse. Like, there's no, I can't use controller, so I have to actually use keyboard and mouse. I'm like, look at me, I'm Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's hard to do. I, 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 it's, it's, it's relearning to walk, I'll tell you what, using that keyboard and mouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, pretty, I, can't do it. I think it's pretty easy for, for MMOs because really all you're doing is hitting like one, two, three, four, five. Well, and then the interesting thing was like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I don't, like you know, I played these, a lot of, I've played way too much DC Universe, but I, I always used the controller even when I was playing on PC during uh, the beta and stuff, so like, I had to text Anthony and I'm like, so, I just click on these guys and they do the attacks, or what's happening? Because like, I was, I, for a while, I, I, I right-clicked to target, and then she'd run up and she'd swing at him, and then sometimes she'd just sit there and get hit, and I'm, so I just started spamming right-clicks and then it's happening, and then the power little boxes are li- going dark and then filling up with power, and I get what's happening, but I don't know which lightsaber attack it's choosing. You're, you're talking about in the Old Republic? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there isn't actually an auto attack. So if you right click on something, you don't just sit there and attack automatically. Yeah, yeah. You have to continue toggling, and you'll you'll so, have a basic attack that sort of functions as your auto attack. Yeah, yeah. You just have to trigger it. I don't even use. I'm, I'm playing a sorcerer. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even use it anymore because I'm at range. So I just send in my conva- uh, companion Kemval uh, <laughs> and just sit there and shoot lightning and stuff okay. from, from a distance. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. But yeah, you he use- says that too. It's a weird crossover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you use the numbers though. So you do you right click to target, and then you're up here on the numbers. I usually hit tab to target. Okay. Uh, depending on who's around and depending on how careful I need to be. Okay. Um, and yeah, I have I have it set up so because I have so many uh, abilities unlocked at this point, and I'm a healer, so I have my my lightning attacks as my one, two, three, four, five, six, or whatever. And then I have my heals on the bottom, and I assigned that you can bind the keys separately. So I have it shift one, shift two, shift three, shift oh four, shift five. Okay. Uh, so I can switch between them without having to actually physically move them around on the on the skill bars. Now, are you using like the numlock keypad, or are you using the row of keys? Uh, just the row of keys. Up top. Right. I gotta watch you do it. I gotta learn. I gotta see what, how a master does it. You you can customize <laughs> the controls however you want. There's oh. there's an extensive key binding. I have I, I I was having trouble moving the camera with the mouse. It was spinning around me. I don't know <laughs> what's happening. I'm looking at the floor. I gotta. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> PC game. I blacked out the last three minutes of my life. I have no idea what you guys have talked about. You can bind the num tab keys. Ah! Stop it. I'm sorry. It's okay. That was fun. Go cool. easy on me, Charles. We need to bring back Control Alt Tab podcast. You and me. Okay. Yeah. Let's yes. That out. Craig and Charles. Uh, Quinn says uh, thanks. Keep up the good work and can't wait to see you guys at PAX East. Panda prepping commencing. That's good because we are starting to put plans together for our PAX East. Start hydrating. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We will be crazy. <laughs> Definitely plan on hanging out with us at PAX East. Uh, another question about Old Republic comes from James Buchanan of Fort Worth, Texas. Levi's offspring. Says, uh, there's a serious game-breaking glitch occurring, which Bioware refuses to recognize. Many people, myself included, are unable to mail anything to their alternate characters. Uh, I don't... 
I haven't tried mailing anything to my alt. My primary is a 31, and my alt is just a level 2 uh, agent that, yeah, he's nowhere. Don't bring that shit to the table. No, I know. So I, I haven't even interacted with him. I don't, I don't know Fuck if that's actually you. an issue. I can, I can ask around within our, our guild. But, uh, I mean, there, there are definitely bugs in the game. And Nick, who is, uh, I think he's level 49 or something now. He may mm. be 50 at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, he has definitely been noticing more bugs the further you go into the game. Uh, fortunately, you don't get the content drop-off that you do in some MMOs where the companies are just like, okay, well, we need to build content up to, like, level 30 so that people can actually play it. And then the high-level players get really irritated because it's like, well, you didn't build content all the way to the level cap. There is content <laughs> all the way to the level cap in, in the Old Republic. Really impressive how much content is in there. Yeah. Um, and Bioware has said that one of their highest priorities is bug fixing, so hopefully they uh, they get to that. It'll be interesting to see what happens in, uh, I think it's within the next week or two when people actually have to start uh, paying subscription fees because you, oh, you do get the 30-day free trial. Um, so people that signed up at launch will, will basically have to, uh, have to start paying the, the monthly fee. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many actually stick around at that point. That's, that's the, the real true test of whether the Old Republic will be the, the big success that a lot of people assume it will be. Um, but if you know nobody's willing to pay subscription fees these days, then yeah, how much is knows? it a month? Uh, I think it's like fifteen. If cool. you, if you pay on a per month basis, um, it's just there's so many more free to play options out there now than yeah. there was when say World of Warcraft uh, launched in in two thousand four. So it's it's definitely a different uh, scenario, and the gameplay in in the Old Republic isn't completely revolutionary. right? Uh, revolutionary or anything. It's it's really well done. It's just mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. the greatest new thing that everyone absolutely has to play. The yeah. storyline is the cool part. So you don't think like everyone's going to jump ship from Warcraft or something like uh, that? Who knows? Or if they haven't already? I know they've been bleeding numbers a bit. Uh, yeah, they've been their subscription uh, numbers. Uh, Blizzard has reported that they have been dropping a little bit, but they mm-hmm. still have a ton of subscribers. Yeah, so it's not. I, mean, like- I have I have friends that <clears throat> have been paying for it for years but haven't played it in like eight months i think that does happen people are just like eh, i don't want to play this right now but i don't want to cancel my account yeah and it's, I've like, it's like aol in the 90s if like you cancel your account do you like you lose it. your characters uh, mm-hmm. no you don't i've canceled my account many <laughs> many it was it was it was comparable to trying to quit smoking i've tried to get out of there so many times uh what do you know about that <laughs> well en- enough unfortunately <laughs> really um, i didn't know that yeah uh but uh so every time I canceled, when I'd sign back up, my characters uh, would still be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't you don't lose them. Uh, Jesse Waldner asks, "How does Damon feel about the new Corn album? I recently picked it up and think Corn plus Dubstep is the best combo oh since my God, that Peanut Butter terrible. and Jelly." Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. So if you don't know the latest Corn album, they they like teamed up with a bunch of young Dubstep guys, and I think it's like old aging metalheads trying desperately to remain relevant yeah when's the last time corn did anything you talked about yeah how no, old I, are they now jeez yeah they're I, old. Didn't, I didn't i mean i never liked corn but i didn't get too mad at the idea when i first heard it because i was just like oh these guys have always been doing sort of like heavy electro-ish type of stuff but i mean yeah. this totally does reek of grandparents calling up their kids and asking them what's cool today what are you guys yeah. like in the rock and roll <laughs> is it like metallica's lulu album <laughs> Is yeah. that the Lou Reed record that they did? Yeah, yeah that's also really, really James Hetfield screaming about he is the table. Have you heard it? I I've listened to, like, one single, and I was really? like, it wasn't oh, good. oh, no. I always have an open mind for Metallica, but that just terrified me. That seemed like a really bad idea. Uh, yeah, you can, if, you, if you find it on YouTube, it's pretty cr- uh, cringeworthy. I liked the first two Korn albums, but, you know, I was mm-hmm. in high school, and it was the mid-'90s. Yeah. 
That, the, the, the first, their, their first album was something that my hockey team would always play at, before we went out to games and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that. That was basically how I heard it. At the time, it was, it was very different. Like, they had their own sound. Yeah. It was very, like, you know, raw and like lo- that, lo-fi metal. I like that those. video they did with the bullet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Adidas, uh, Adidas, right? Yeah, was that uh, Todd McFarlane directed that? Todd McFarlane? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. 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 That's interesting. Look it up. I could be totally wrong. Okay. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Just made that up. Why not? This it's, is... Colby Soul he says, I watch IGN all the time. I was needing some advice. Just got my 360 back, and I was wondering, should I get the new game inversion, or should I wait for the Darkness 2? They're both really good games, and or look good, but I can only get one. I don't know anything uh, about inversion. Darkness 2 looks cool. Darkness 2 looks pretty cool. I, yeah, mean, I'd I would say Darkness. of those two, that's probably the safest. I don't know anything about inversion. That's the thing, yeah. All right, there, decided. <laughs> This is Ruben Jackson. He asks, has the death of a video game character ever made you sad? And if so, which one? Well, so, it could be spoilers here. Yeah. I'm not so, going to so, say... So, permanent death within storylines, not if you die in a video game, because that happens a lot, and sometimes I don't care, but sometimes I am really sad. Really? Well, if I, if I lose durability on my equipment in, a, in an MMO, and then I'm sitting in the middle of a dungeon with, you know, broken armor, and I'm yeah. like, guys, I, I, I have to go repair my armor. Probably the first time I died in Limbo... I just sat there kind of horrified and, and just yeah. like, oh my god, I didn't know you could do that to me. You're just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm like, you poor little boy who just woke up in the woods in the dark. Like, I just killed you. I dropped you in a, in a spike trap. Well, without, uh, hopefully without spoiling anything, there's a character in Half-Life 2, Episode mm-hmm. 2, that dies that I was, I was affected by. Speaking of Half-Life. Oh my god, you're going to confirm Half-Life 3 right now, aren't you? Uh, I... <laughs> God, I really wish I could do that. Uh, I, I think I think this might finally be the year. I know I, people no probably say really? that every year. I think this Why? might finally be the year. Why? Because all right, so I'll, I'll set this. I'll lay this out. So Counter Strike Go is in beta right now. Dota Two is in beta right now. Both Valve games that are supposed to come out this year. Uh, you know, I've been I've been playing them in beta. They're both really good. Dota Two in particular is extremely polished, and if it, it I mean, it's essentially launch quality. I I think at this point, Valve's just still adding more. Uh, uh, heroes into the game and adding more functionality to the to the tools and stuff like that in terms of how you watch games in terms of how you like learn how to play that game. Anyway, both games uh, seem to be on track for this year. Uh, assuming companies unveil, uh, assuming Microsoft and Sony unveil new hardware, I, I I have to believe that that is what Valve has been waiting for. Is Half Life Three at this? I, it can't be Episode Three at this point. I think it just has to be Half Life Three. They they have to have been waiting for a multi platform release across new hardware, but they can't talk about that until the hardware is actually out in public. So after Microsoft and Sony and Valve's two games are out. Valve has nothing else on the release calendar beyond uh, Dota 2 and Counter-Strike Go. So it's a completely open field. The new hardware will be out in the public, and they can finally say, hey, this is what Half-Life 3 looks like. And, and, I, and, I, they, and they still won't. Did they already say that? Uh, didn't Gabe say somewhere that he, they were going to have a presence that, that at E3? Was a, that they, was a total BS okay. Reddit internet report that somebody just made up. Okay. <laughs> According to Valve, that's fine. I, I, no, asked, no, I asked I asked Valve about that. I was like, "Is this true?" And they were like, "No, God, Gabe did not send those emails." Um, so well, I, I hope I, you're right. I think I think this is the year. And if it's not, then I don't. I have no idea what's happening. Because I'm so sick of people deciphering cryptic messages and pretending like if you take the first letter of every sentence from this 
and the ending credits to Portal 2, it leads to... Like, it's just like, stop. I, just, I have no doubt there will be an incredibly complicated alternate reality game associated with yeah, the announcement. Yeah. That, uh, Valve is, is pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think it, it makes sense that this is this has to be the year that we hear something about Half-Life. Unless they announce, like, hey, Left 4 Dead 3 is coming yes, out Yes, that's year. what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get a logo. We could get a logo. Like, here's a logo. Take Take that. Make that what you will. Save it to the bank. <laughs> Your face, internet. Uh, one more question uh, this week. This is from Nate of Tennessee. He says, "I just I need to know if I should buy a used PSP 1000 for 50 bucks or a used DS Lite for 65." I mean, Lite. the original PSP is so bulky and crappy. I That's the 1000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. And the DS just has a, such a, a, a more vast, a broader game library. Yeah, than, than I mean, the PSP. I, would, I, would, I would sit down and look at the top twenty-five list we have up and decide which games you want to play more. And mm-hmm. then go that way because either you, you want to be wrong with either of them. I mean, they both have great games. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked he can't find a DS Lite for cheaper than that. That is a sixty-five. Yeah, I mean that's a really old system at this point, right? It's yeah, not, it's not even a DSi, which isn't even a DSi XL or a 3DS. <laughs> so that's a really old system. You should go on Craigslist or something. You'll be able to get that for. 40 bucks and a sandwich. <laughs> Speaking of sandwiches, we've got some pizzas coming our way. <laughs> Speaking of sandwiches, this is not a sandwich. We're going to make pizza sandwiches today, guys. <laughs> Uh, well, that is all the scoops we have for you uh, this week. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Brian. Thank, Thank you, Charles. You. Remember, you can always email us at gamescoop at ign.com. Make sure you subscribe to Gamescoop in iTunes and leave us a good rating. And you can keep up with all the games I'm gaming on Twitter. My name is Damon, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.